Welcome to Behind the Warrior, a podcast presented by the EOD Warrior Foundation. This series will focus on resources, interviews, and topics impacting EOD warriors, their families, and the military community at large. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm great, Sherry. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Today on our podcast, we're super excited to be speaking to two representatives from a nonprofit organization who helps veterans and, and active duty service members, and it's called Irreverent Warriors. And Irreverent Warriors' mission is to bring veterans together using humor and camaraderie to improve mental health and prevent veteran suicide. Today, we have Nate McDonald, who is a Marine Corps veteran. He is doing contract work right now for the military and is also serving as the vice president and chief operating officer for Irreverent Warriors. In addition, we have Anna, who is an active duty EOD tech and volunteers as the director of merchandise for Irreverent Warriors. Welcome, Nate and Anna. Hello, how's it going? Hi. Hi, guys. We're so glad to have you on today, and we're really looking forward to learning more about your organization and also about your own journeys that you've had with Reverend Warrior. So uh, to get started, uh, Nate, this one is for you. Could you please share with us how Irreverent Warriors got its start, and how does the uh, role of humor play into the foundation? What is your main? What is the main goal of Irreverent Warriors? All right, so so the story of how it got started is is very different from the story of the way the organization is today. Initially, uh, it started as just a single event where Donnie O'Malley uh, got some of his veteran buddies together, uh, military buddies, and they had a unique way of dealing with the loss um, by suicide of one of their brothers. And it was just to come together as a unit throw on some silkies and a ruck and uh, ruck around San Diego area. Um, that quickly turned into other groups of veterans around the country doing the same thing. Um, Donnie had a platform as a comedian shortly thereafter, and his, his whole um, emphasis for, uh, for the way he wanted to prevent veteran suicide um, create a network among veterans and improve mental health was just using humor. And the whole concept of rucking around in uh, tiny shorts with a bunch of your buddies um, kind of fed into that. So it quickly turned from, uh, for him, from irreverent warriors as a nonprofit um, to a vet TV. And now he is the founder and of, of Veteran TV, which has a similar mission. Uh, they are a for-profit um, organization that <clears throat> that is interested in just providing dark, irreverent humor to veterans. The whole concept behind Irreverent Warriors and Vet TV is just healing with humor. It's uh, bringing veterans together and dealing with issues the way veterans and military have always dealt with issues. Uh, we don't always... We don't always deal with things the way a normal, I say that with quotes, uh, but a normal civilian would. We don't deal with it uh, with a somber, serious attitude. 
generally speaking, we have something traumatic happen, a difficult situation, and we have to move through it. We don't have, we don't have the opportunity to take a pause, take a knee, uh, cry through it. Uh, we have to execute. So instead of, of dealing with it the, the way a normal person would deal with trauma, most veterans in military will make a dark joke about it and use their humor uh, as, as a way to work through the issues. And that's kind of how humor plays a role in the organization today. Going from a, a single Silky's Ruck around town to joining tens and thousands of veterans from coast to coast in an effort to prevent veteran suicide. Thank you, Nate. That is uh, fantastic. I, I really like the, the angle that your organization comes from and using humor as, as a way of providing some healing salve and, and bonding with each other as you uh, go through your own problems and working them together. So I'd like to ask uh, both of you, this is for both you, Nate and Anna, how did, how did both of you get involved with Irreverent Warriors to begin with? How did that start? Anna, you want to go first? Sure. Um, I started following Irreverent Warriors online in about 2015 because I saw an ad for it and thought it looked really cool. Uh, I was not able to go to any of the events because I was, at the time, stationed in Okinawa. But I continued to follow them. And then when I went down to Florida to go to school, one happened to pop up again as an ad, and I got really excited. Uh, and then I drove through the night to get there. I went with one of my buddies. And it was a great time. I had a blast. And then um, I was kind of addicted to it. So I started just hiking around my uh, our community in Florida almost every weekend, and it, that grew and grew. But I really count my first Irreverent Warriors experience as my second hike. And um, that's when it all came together, and I really got the passion for the mission. And I was just I was talking with one of the hikers, and we were just sharing stories. And he looked at me and said, wow, I can't believe that. I thought I was the only one. And uh, from then on out, I just wanted to do everything I could for them. That's awesome. How about you, Nate? <clears throat> All right. So similarly to Anna, uh, I also didn't really know what I was getting into. At the moment, I was working out of Fort Bragg, North Carolina uh, as a contractor and was, was getting very tied in, was, was tied into the local community in Fayetteville. And doing what I could in different uh, veteran service organizations, my primary personal mission was networking veterans, whether, whether that was uh, in an effort to improve mental health or bring attention, awareness to the issues of mental health that were so prevalent in the military and veteran communities, um, or, or just, you know, in the effort of preventing veteran suicide, whether that was actively or, you know, socializing the idea of getting help or hotlines or whatever else. I, I was just reaching out in as many ways as I could. And one of my friends at the time uh, brought the organization of Reverend Warriors to my attention, and I didn't know a whole lot about it as an organization. It was still kind of in its early stages. But they did present me with the concept of the event, which was let's get a bunch of veterans together, throw on some silkies and a ruck, and uh, let's ruck 14 miles and get to know each other and heal. 
And uh, I loved that concept. So I just kind of launched myself full force into the effort behind planning the event and ended up that my, my first hike uh, was about a month prior to the hike that I coordinated for Irreverent Warriors in, in Fayetteville. And after the hike, I met with the founder and at the time, the national hike coordinator. And uh, at the time, they, they just expressed interest in me becoming a bigger part of the organization. They, they were a fan of how the event went down and the effort I put into it. And they, they saw the amount of passion I had for the project. And so they asked if I would do more. And my response was an emphatic, no, I, will. <laughs> I absolutely cannot do more. Like, I, I do not have the time. Otherwise, I would have been all about it. And yet, I continued, much like Anna said, to go to more and more events and invest more and more time and effort just because it, it is, it, it's very, very addicting. And it's not addicting just because it's fun. It's addicting because it's so ridiculously rewarding. And you see the impact that it has on the, on the attendees, um, not just the attendees of the hike, but the, the people that are around the organization. About a year later, they had a change of command in the organization, uh, so to speak. The national hike coordinator took over as the president of the organization, and uh, she asked if I would come on in a bigger capacity. Uh, I, I said no at first, and after several conversations and realizing that the, the organization needed, needed some efforts improved, I took on social media management uh, and the roles as marketing director and public relations. Uh, we had our first, first national conference about three months later, and uh, I was a large part of that, and then just continued to get more and more invested. And then about three months later, I uh, took on the role of COO, and then a couple months after that, they made me vice president. And that's kind of been my journey up until now. Wow. Thank you both for sharing how you got your start with Irreverent Warriors. And uh, I'm so glad that you guys uh, are doing what you're doing and that you're here today sharing this great program with our listeners. Yes. Thank you, Nate and Anna. And I, I appreciate the, the touch on the hikes and what they actually could look like and um, understand that it's serving veterans and active duty service members. Um, Apart from the humor and camaraderie and the hikes, can you tell us more about where, um, how the hikes are structured and where folks can actually look for um, getting involved to participate? There is a large online community that we have, and uh, it's not only the national pages and groups, on Facebook and Instagram, but we also have all these local pages and groups for the local community to get involved. Um, generally, it is through uh, the internet. Uh, we have all the events are set up on Eventbrite, so you can purchase your tickets or customize merchandise through there. A lot of it is also word of mouth, or people will print out flyers and post them everywhere. Um, yeah, and then we just consistently encourage them to get involved in the online community. Yeah, like Anna said, I mean, it's in our mission, bringing veterans together. That's been our primary emphasis. A hike is a great way to do that, to get veterans through the door. They see a Silky's Ruck or something like that, and it looks just like an entertaining event. The mission behind it gives it some great context, but that is our, that's our hook, right? Mm -hmm. That's how we get them interested in attending the event. And once they do, 
They see the mission, feel the passion and brotherhood and fellowship. And it's really hard to ignore the positive impacts of the unconventional therapy behind the hike. Obviously, in today's environment, networking, the most effective way, uh, really, is social media. So that's why that's one of our huge efforts is putting, uh, putting a social media presence before veterans that is there to support and kind of encourage them to interact. Uh, we can't have hikes 365 days a year in every state, and we want people to be able to reach out locally to a group of their, their brothers and sisters and get support if they need it. Uh, we aren't crisis. We want to give them the network that prevents them from getting to that crisis stage. So that is the primary way we're doing it. We also have a website, www.irreverentwarriors.com, and we have some really solid networking partners. We recently partnered with Grunt Style. Um, we are obviously partnered with Vet TV, and they also have a have a huge social media presence that helps uh, bring veterans to our organization. Well, thank you both for for that. And I think also I just wanted to ask. Obviously, it's for veterans and active duty service members. But have you ever had uh, family members attend with their service members, or how how does that work? Um, so family members and uh, civilians are always more than welcome to volunteer at the events or meet up at the stops or be at the meet and greet or the post hike party, uh, anything other than the actual element, because, mm -hmm. um, we want to maintain that. I don't, I, I kind of hate that. I but like that safe space for veterans to just be, with people who completely understand their language. Right. No, I, I completely understand that, Anna. I think it, and I think it's very important. I mean, you can have support on the other end or in between, but um, allowing veterans and service members to um, have that time together and connect, that's, that's really what it's all about. And I, I think it's super important. So it makes sense to me um, and uh, appreciate that you guys offer opportunities for, families to be involved, but not in the hiking portion of it, because that's the real connector. We also have other events that come up and family members will, will also come to those. Like they'll have bowling or there was just a Halloween party in Boston or fundraising events, anything of that nature. Oh, that's, that's really good that you guys are doing that and, and working with the families as well because uh, I think we all know that uh, for our veterans, when you have a healthy family, you normally find a healthy veteran and vice versa. So thanks for doing that. And one of the things I wanted to bring up, you know, for our listeners out there, and we talked about this a while back, um, the irreverent warriors, you know, you guys do hikes all over the country. And at these hikes, you put these hikes together, people meet, they use, they use humor and camaraderie to heal and to make connections. So one of the things for our listeners I'd like them to know is, do you guys have any mental health professionals on your staff or at these hiking events? So we have a, we have a bunch of people that are invested in our mission in the veteran community, and a lot of those are mental health providers. However, we don't have any on staff. It kind of goes back to what we were just talking about as far as 
the demographic that we invite to participate in the actual Silky's hike itself. We do something a very, very specific way, dealing with um, these issues, mental health and veteran suicide, with, with irreverence and humor, and having an element that is veteran and military only. That, that's hard to find anywhere mm-hmm. in, in the veteran community. Yeah. There, there are a number of resources for mental health, um, crisis support, vocational support, and I could go on and on. And it takes an army to solve the issues we are trying to solve, whether we're talking about improving health or just providing veteran and military support or preventing veteran suicide. We have a, a very particular mission, a way of impacting those needs. And we, we try to stay in our lane, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. We 100% embrace other VSOs and organizations around the country. We need them all. Um, we just have a very specific mission, and we're trying to stay focused there. Uh, Nate and Anna, I really appreciate you sharing what you're doing with Irreverent Warriors and, uh, and and the impact that it's having in reducing the suicide amongst our military and veteran population. Do you guys um, have any like stories to tell or what kind of feedback are you getting from your participants that let you know that what you're doing, that you're on the right track, that, that you're I- improving uh, individuals who are struggling out there, you're improving their mental health, their overall outlook? Um, what kind of feedback have you gotten from from your participants that that really encourages you? We actually have um, a lot of feedback, and it's even posted uh, on our website as uh, just testimonials of how Irreverent Warriors and the community has affected uh, people so personally. Um, I have a lot of people that I now call my family who will just consistently say or reverend warriors saved my life or brought me back to reality or I had someone there for me whenever I needed. Uh, then we all came together during a hard time, but I also have like my own personal experience. Um, and especially this past year, which has been pretty difficult without having a reverend warriors or having that, purpose and belonging, it would have been a lot more difficult. Thank you, Anna, for sharing that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's so consistent. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, uh, it's, some of the most meaningful moments are when you're in the hike element, when you're around the events, not even just the hikes, but around the organization and have people come up and express their gratitude for the organization. And it's, it's not always specific to irreverent warriors. And what I mean by that is irreverent warriors brings veterans together and networks them because that is the medicine that we all need. There's no guarantee that somebody showing up to the event is going to come up to me and I'm going to have the words to really connect with them, whether it's personal experience or, um, you know, insight or a shared uh, trauma, but somebody in that element of 250 plus veterans, however many people are there, somebody there, I guarantee is going to be their medicine, is going to have the words that they need to hear or connect with them in a very personal manner. And constantly, every event through emails, messages on Facebook, 
we have veterans reaching out, uh, military members reaching out that express that someone in the organization or the event itself changed their life, um, saved their life. And if you want motivation for investing in a nonprofit, like that'll do it. It makes all those long hours and uh, stress and time investment and everything else, it makes it all worth it. Absolutely. And I think in some cases too, Nate, it's just a matter of someone listening um, and being there. I, I think it's super important uh, to be present and to have a big gathering of, of people. And you're right. You know, you may not be, you may not have the right words, but there probably is somebody within that group that they're going to be able to connect with and feel very much part of a family. And um, it's so important. So thank you for that. So Anna had kind of mentioned uh, in the in the previous question how it has impacted her personal life over the last year or so, and as a as a volunteer in the organization, no matter what your position, it's it's really hard for it not to be therapeutic. Not even just the effects of being a part of a silky psych, or um, you know participating and finding friends, but being able to find an outlet to impact an issue that's very personal to you. It draws you out of your darkness, out of your uh, personal issues, and, and allows you an opportunity to impact someone else's life. And I know for me, that's one of the biggest ways the organization has affected me. I um, got out of the military and honestly had no idea I was about to be lonely. Uh, and I, and I didn't know that I was going to miss the brotherhood in the military. I mean, especially in the Marine Corps, we have this, this crusty mindset that the second we're about to get out, we're like, good riddance, Marine Corps. Like, finally I get to be a civilian. And I'm sure it's the same way with so many other services. And then you get on the other side of that. And it's not that you don't have people around or friends around, but you still feel so isolated. Uh, we, try to prevent that isolation because we believe isolation is a key contributor to mental health issues and suicide. And that isolation, the word isolation to a lot of people means, you know, solitary, like you're, you're alone. And that's not always a physical thing for a lot of people. That's a mental thing. And for me, I, I didn't even realize it. I had some military friends. I, I had a bunch of civilian friends and yet I was a lot lonelier than I thought. Whether it's the effort, the mission that pulls you out of that dark spiral um, where you're just looking internal and feeling all the darkness continually and you don't have an outlet for it, um, or, or it's that, just have being surrounded by individuals that have some sort of shared experience. People find a family through our organization that they never realized they were missing. Nate, thanks for sharing uh, your own personal story and also um, how it has impacted the community and how it works. And, and I really appreciate you sharing this with us. And uh, I also want to ask Anna. Um, Anna, you have uh, also told us how you got involved with the Reverend Warriors and what you're doing there. And uh, one of the things that, uh, because you're an active duty EOD tech and you work amongst the EOD community daily, how has your interaction with the Reverend Warriors, have you shared it with the EOD community? Are they interested? And, and how has that worked within the EOD community thus far? 
Well, um, it's kind of impossible for me to not talk about Irreverent Warriors because it does take up a lot of my life or I wear silkies on a daily basis. But that's one of the reasons I joined the Marine Corps was for that camaraderie, that brother and sisterhood uh, and that family. And I never actually really experienced it before I got involved with the Reverend Warriors, which was right at the beginning of EOD school. And the Reverend Warriors almost actually taught me how to be a better part of a community. And I finally got that community with my EOD family, whether it was through school, connecting all through there. And then uh, my first duty station as a tech, um, they all know about irreverent warriors. I actually ended up meeting someone who had attended one of the hikes I hadn't gone to and we talked about it. They've expressed interest in going now, but at first it was definitely, uh, you know, they'd, they'd make fun of me for hiking for fun or during my time off and all of that because that's just what they do. And then uh, I just kept interacting with them and you know, they warmed up to the idea because you'd be, you know, we're, we're, it's a very, very, very close knit community that kind of, you know, feels like they're better than any other communities and they have to make sure that they know it. But now, you know, I have them asking me, Oh, when's the next hikes around here? We'd like to go to one, you know, and stuff like that. But I would just mainly say a Reverend Warriors has affected my little community because of how much it has affected me and has caused me to grow as a person. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for, for sharing that with us and, and how that's impacting your local community where you're working at and with the EOD community. And uh, I want to thank both of you for everything that you've shared with us. And you've told us that you guys are online, you have Facebook, you have Instagram. Um, so let's say there is um, a retiree, a veteran, an active duty member, and they are, you know, spread out across the country, what do you recommend is the quickest or fastest way for them to inquire into Irreverent Warriors as far as if they want to ask a question or they're interested in joining a hike or getting a, a look at the schedule? What what would you say to the listeners out there how they can get involved and what's the what's the best way to contact you guys to find out more? I would say definitely check out our website. Uh, we have a website at www.irreverentwarriors.com. And the website uh, has a homepage with all of, our, um, all of our basic details. And then if you want more information, we have an About Us page. shares our mission of the organization along with some of our core leadership. Um, has some bios, testimonials on the website. And then we have a full event list. And the, the event list, will get, it's about to get updated for 2021. But we are going from about 40 events across the country this year, despite COVID, which, which was real, um, <laughs> to about uh, 72 events next year. Um, and those events go from Oceanside, California, to New York City, New York, um, Puerto Rico, Hawaii. It's, it's going to be an amazing event list next year. Um, and, it's, and it's worth it. Like, part of the reason why... Uh, <laughs> We are this passionate about being part of the organization is because we, we know it works. Regardless of what your position is, whether you think you need help, whether somebody around you needs help, it is going to be a valuable experience to you. 
Well, that's fantastic, Nate. I I I think we're all looking forward to a a different 2021 as far as connectivity and and activities and getting back to some semblance of normalcy. But um, we are definitely looking forward to checking out the calendar for 2021. And we would also, the EOD Warrior Foundation is very interested in hosting a hike here in the Panhandle next year. And we will be communicating with you further on that. But we really enjoy, um, you know, what you guys are doing. And also, it's just been a pleasure, pleasure meeting you both. And also, uh, you know, so proud of, of being able to to add you to our resource list and all of those great things for our, our listeners out there. Well, we appreciate everything you guys are doing uh, with EOD Warrior Foundation. And we are very much looking forward to working with you on getting an event down here in the Panhandle. We have four or five events in Florida, and we've been attempting to get one or two here in the Panhandle. And having you guys invested in our mission and looking forward to partnering and get something going here, that means the world to me. Absolutely. Well, we're looking forward to it, too. When when we talked to our executive director about it, she said, oh, my gosh, that's a fantastic idea. So she's all about it as well. So um, we, um, we're we really looking forward to it. You're going to be on the event list on our website. Um, it, it's already been communicated to the president of the organization. So everything else is just the details. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get together probably by the end of December and, and get some things on the books. That's also just very exciting for me just because I was doing my little hikes down there nearly every weekend, and I'm just pretty invested in the community down there. Um, been wanting it to grow for a while. Uh, we actually have a local Facebook group that's not super active because most of the people, you know, were in school and uh, left the area, but it's an Irreverent Warriors destined for Walton Beach group. And, um, yeah, we also have several other events in Florida. Key West is coming up and then I believe Jacksonville. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. I mean, we have a huge veteran and active duty population here um, in, in all military services and it doesn't matter, you know, what your job is, which is awesome too, but we're super excited to, to get connected with you guys. Absolutely. It's time to get out. It's time to go hiking. Tired of this COVID lockdown stuff. So, uh, yeah, let's do this. (laughs) All right. Sounds great. Thank you guys so much for having us. Oh, you're welcome. Well, before before we go, we just have a couple of fun questions to ask. And Nate, I'll I'll have you go first and then I'll ask Anna. Okay. (laughs) Super quick. So, Nate, who is your favorite comedian? Hmm. So that's a tough one. I, I love humor and I love everything from uh, the intellectual humor to just the goofballs that, that do not care about their image and just want to make people <laughs> laugh. I would say one of my favorite people to watch is probably Zach Galifianakis. Got it. Okay. Awesome. Good one. All right. Um, Anna, how about you? Who's your favorite comedian? Uh. Well, I also have to agree with Nate. Uh, stand-up comedy, I would also say Burt Kreischer is pretty hilarious. And the more you watch him, the funnier he gets. Okay. All right. Nate, what's your favorite holiday of the year? 
Oh my goodness, you're just throwing throwing some heavy questions at me. I, I don't know how to deal with this. Uh, I'm going to go with Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, because no. deep down inside, and maybe even not that deep down inside, I am a fatty. I love delicious food, and Thanksgiving for me is all about food. And a reminder, of course, of all the amazing things in your life. Absolutely. It's a, it's a great refresher for your mindset. Okay. Anna, how about you? It's Thanksgiving. I had that planned out since I first, you know, heard the question. Okay. But same reasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just good food and family and friends and, you know, lots to be, lots to be thankful for. Nate, how about your favorite movie or genre of movies? Okay. Well, this is going to sound stereotypically guy, but um, I love action movies. There, there are a few, uh, few movies, action comedy movies that I'm all about. Um, I would say, if I was to just pick a favorite movie right now, it, it would be probably Deadpool. Gotcha. <laughs> I like that movie too. Um, Anna, how about you? Uh, my favorite genre tends to be leaning more towards comedy. I like a lot of stand-up, um, but also all of the superhero movies too that have a lot of comedy incorporated into them or just witty humor or even dumb humor, I guess I'd say a movie that I probably quote more than others would be Step Brothers. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. But I don't think I, I don't think I have the capability of picking a, an actual favorite movie. Got ya. Yeah. We have a hard time here doing that too. So no, no worries about that. All right, last but not least, uh, Nate, what is your favorite way to unwind and relax? What do you do for relaxation? Hmm, if we're talking just sheer activities and not situations, I'm going to go with, uh, I live here in Fort Walton Beach as well. Never, never really knew where I was going to end up or where I wanted to end up. And regardless of where my journey takes me, uh, I would very much like to end up here. One of my favorite things to do is drive down and park on Okaloosa Island and run on the beach. It's a fantastic way to unwind. Uh, usually ends with me sitting on the beach, which mm -hmm. is much better than running. <laughs> All right. It is beautiful here. The beaches here are absolutely stunning. So couldn't pick a better place to run. That's for sure. Um, Anna, how about you? What's your favorite way to unwind or relax? I... What What's the most effective, but maybe not my favorite way, way while I'm doing it, is definitely uh, working out or going for walks or being out in nature. Not quite so much in North Carolina since there's so many mosquitoes and swamps and bugs, but definitely in Florida, the sands of Destin and Okaloosa stole my heart and when I was down there, I would drive every Sunday and just sit on the beach for a few hours and just listen to the waves and just, uh, it was a meditation kind of thing with not actively meditating, but just relaxing and not having to think. Yeah. Anna and I both for a second here also shooting, like shooting is something oh, we yeah, need to true. do more of. Oh, okay. I really right. enjoy that. Do you? Okay. Well, cool. Well, listen, we, um, 
appreciate your time today. I know everybody's schedule is super tight and we are very grateful for your time and taking a chance to share what Irreverent Warriors does, your mission, and how passionate you both are about what Irreverent Warriors is about. And um, we, again, look forward to working with you guys in 2021. And we hope you both have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks, Nate. Yeah, Thanks, we, we appreciate the opportunity to, sh- to share our mission and we would love to support yours as well. Can't wait. Absolutely. You guys take care and enjoy the holidays. Yeah. Happy holidays. You do the Thank same. You Thank too. you. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our Behind the Warrior podcast. This series is provided to you by the EOD Warrior Foundation. To learn more, please visit us on Facebook or at eodwarriorfoundation.org. And don't forget to tell a friend.